his karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams, thanks for everything, mom and dad, will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. What's driving the conversation in California today? Every weekday at this time, we explore a topic that's making news in our state. This is the State of California. Good afternoon. This is the State of California. Doug Sovereign is away today. With California looking at another budget deficit projected at $22.5 billion, Governor Newsom's proposed budget this week is raising concern over big cuts to public transit. State Senator Scott Weiner warns that they won't be pretty and that his office will conduct an analysis of the proposal and potentially from a, form a coalition of lawmakers, transit agencies, and advocates to push back on it. We're going to talk more about it. We're going to turn to the KCBS Ring Central Newsline and bring on our guest, Scott Weiner, a state senator from San Francisco. Thank you so much for talking to us this afternoon. Thank you for having me. Uh, tell us a little bit more uh, about these cuts to public transit and what has raised the alarm for you. Yeah, and just to be clear, uh, I'm not being critical of the governor. The governor uh, and the legislature, we have a big deficit to deal with. And so that means um, reductions, and that's never easy. Uh, so, you know, choices have to be made. Um, but there are two issues here around public transportation. First, the governor is proposing a $2 billion cut to previously allocated uh, trans- public transportation capital projects. Uh, that will be very, very damaging in terms of efforts to improve and shore up and expand public transportation, which is so critical to our future. Um, in terms of reducing congestion and, and climate action. But the other piece of it is that our, our transit agencies are in a, within one to two years are going to have a huge financial problem because they lost a lot of ridership during the pandemic. That ridership is gradually increasing, but it's going to take time for it to get back to where it was. And in the meantime, they have been relying on federal emergency rescue funds but those funds are going to run out in the next one or two years. So they're going to face a fiscal cliff, as we call it, um, where they're going to run out of money. And if we don't put more money in from the state level, which is what I'd like to see happen in the budget, um, we risk severe service cuts in the next few years. And that is not acceptable. It's just a proposal. and We still have the May revise to come. So this is yeah. just what's being hinted at this time. And I just want to just reiterate what you're saying. A $2 billion cut set aside for transit capital infrastructure, $200 million cut to bicycle and pedestrian programs, and delaying a $350 million fund to improve rail crossing safety. Um, what is the state of our transportation funding in the Bay Area even before these proposed cuts? Well, our, our transit systems have already been uh, struggling financially, uh, but they are they're they're do, but they're making do because um, Congress during the pandemic put an enormous amount of rescue money in just to keep trans public transportation systems afloat as they lost you know ninety ninety five percent of their ridership. Uh, so that money is still with us, but depending on the agency, it runs out in the next one to two years. And so BART, Muni, Caltrain, um, AC Transit, uh, they're, they're going to have 
big problems in a year or two, just in terms of their operations, uh, just basic operations, unless another source of funding is found. And I would like to see the state put in some money, temporary money, uh, to help these agencies to replace the federal rescue money until ridership fully rebounds. Because if we, if these systems start having to make significant service cuts, um, that can trigger what we call a death, a death spiral. They cut service, so then fewer people ride, so they lose more fare revenue. Then they have to cut more service, and then fewer people ride, and it becomes a, a vicious cycle. We need to avoid that at all costs. It sounds like it's a structural problem, right? Because because the ridership may never recover. Well, um, I think the ridership it is recovering, and I and I think it it will recover. It's been gradually going up, um, but it's slow going. Uh, and uh, you know, and, and I think in a few years from now, it's going to look very different than it looks today. Just like it looks very different now than it did a year or eighteen months ago. Um, but we we need to give these agencies the space to be able to rebuild and to make whatever adjustments they need to make if, if the future is going to be different. The last thing we need is for them to hit this fiscal cliff and simply not have enough money to have weekend service, to have nighttime service, or to have gaps in service. So train, you know, a train or a bus is coming every 30 minutes instead of every 10 minutes. We, that is very destructive uh, to, to any transit system. And there are a lot of people who deeply rely on these systems to get to work, to school, to the doctor, to the to the supermarket, and so forth. You know, you talk about this death spiral, but one way out of the death spiral would be fare increases. Do you worry this could lead to fare increases? Um, I, I, do, I do worry it could lead to fare increases, and that is not what we need, particularly for BART and Caltrain, which are already quite expensive. Um, the, the more the fares go up, the more ridership uh, they lose. And so fair, our, our systems in the Bay Area are already overly reliant on fair revenue. Um, we need to, you know, the government should be supporting public transportation because this is a public good that benefits everyone. It benefits the riders, but public transportation also benefits people driving cars. Because if you're driving a car uh, and, and, and there are people who are taking transit and not driving, that means less congestion for you. If these public transportation systems start to go into a downward spiral and fall apart, that means more people will be on the road and you as a driver are going to see more congestion. So it, so public transportation benefits everyone, and that's why government should be investing in it. So we've been talking about public transit that is up and running, that has ridership. We have not talked about high-speed rail, which is even close to being, I don't even know uh, where it is in the process, if it, the first leg is done. But but it very much is a work in progress. Uh, why not take all the, the money out of that? Well, high-speed rail is essential for California's future. And let, let's just be clear. We get into all the, the – there are so many misperceptions about the high-speed rail project. They call it the train to nowhere, but it goes to L.A., San Francisco – San Jose and Fresno, and last I checked, those cities are pretty darn important. But let, let's take a just a step back. In California right now, if you are traveling from the Bay Area to Los Angeles, it takes twice as long to get there by train as it does by car. It's like five or six hours by car and 11 hours by train. That's absurd, and it's embarrassing to the state of California. We're about to be the fourth largest economy in the world, and we do not have a true statewide rail system. And so high-speed rail is, we call it high-speed rail. It's really just having a real statewide rail system where people can get where they're going 
in a timely way. We can't keep widening the, the highways, and we shouldn't, because that's incredibly expensive and it doesn't really benefit us. And we're going to start running out of runway space at our airports, and the short-haul flights within California are going to start getting pushed out. And so we need a rail system. And so we need to stop with this ridiculous fight and just acknowledge that rail is important and we need to build the system. Well, thank you so much for joining us. We really appreciate it. Our guest, State Senator Scott Weiner of San Francisco. His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams. Thanks for everything, mom and dad. Will always be worth it. Apply today at penfed.org slash savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.